Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. Well, you hear so much about eating disorders in women and young women and the reasons that women tend towards these eating disorders. Maybe the media, they see these pictures and they try and emulate these very skinny models. But what about men? Are men subject to these media influences as well? My guest is Assistant Clinical Professor of Psychiatry at the University of Colorado School of Medicine, Dr. Kenneth Weiner. Welcome to the show. So, Dr. Weiner, men eating disorders, is this getting more and more common? Yes, Melanie. No, I I think if you look at serious eating disorders, most notably anorexia nervosa, what we now know is that 50 to 70% of the risk is biologic or genetic. Anorexia nervosa is as inheritable as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. The reason why many more women have developed the illness than men has to do with the pressures to be thin. Men are beginning to experience a lot more of that. So you can't pick up an Abercrombie Finch catalog without seeing a six-pack or a 12-pack. That kind of pressure on boys and men is part of what's driving more men dieting, more men diet, more men develop eating disorders. Are men less likely to be diagnosed early with an eating disorder? It's not noticed, so maybe it takes longer to figure out and maybe harder for them to get help. Yes. So because it's thought of as a female disorder, in fact, some 10 to 15 percent of those with eating disorders are men. But because it's thought of as a female eating disorder, it's not going to be high on a a parent's mind. It's not going to be high on a physician's mind in terms of diagnosing weight loss. So now, what one thing that comes to mind for me, Dr. Weiner, because I, I, you know, I work with the American College of Sports Medicine, and in wrestling, we're seeing it more and more because they, you know, these wrestlers need to make weight. So not only do they develop these eating disorders to get into a weight class, but they also dehydrate and they do all of these things, men want that six-pack. They want to do fitnessy things. Are they developing eating disorders to fit into that mold, whatever it is they're trying to do? Anytime a male is trying to force their body to weigh something it's not intended to weigh, they're going to be at much higher risk for developing an eating disorder. So I talked earlier about the biologic or genetic component, what triggers that is negative energy balance. So much like alcoholism, you can have the genetic predisposition to alcoholism, but if you never take a drink, you never will uh, expose yourself to your genetic risk. With anorexia nervosa, if you never go on a serious diet, if you're never in the steam room, sweating off pounds, if you never go into true negative energy balance, you are not likely to develop the disorder. And how do you spot an eating disorder in men? In women, you know, we look for the sallow face and the sunken cheeks or the heavy clothes or the, you know, over-exercising. There are certain things we look for 
in women, what do we look for in men that might differentiate a man on a diet, a man trying to get fit with a man with a true eating disorder? It's really not terribly different other than uh, with women, you're going to see a loss of menstrual cycle. You know, with men, you're going to see many of the same things. So uh, significant weight fluctuations, leaving meals early to go to the bathroom, developing dehydration or electrolyte imbalances, parotid or salivary gland enlargement, dental problems because they take the enamel off their teeth if they're purging or vomiting, um, being weak, tired, fatigued, um, those are all the same kinds of things that you'll see in men. And then is it tougher, do you think, if it's your loved one, to get them into help because it's a man or men? You know, I mean, it's tough for us women to get you guys to go to a doctor for any reason, much less something that could be psychological and physiological in nature. Do you think it's tougher to get somebody to react and get a guy to go and get help? Well, Melanie, we do all have Y chromosomes, right? So uh, trying to get us to listen and hear things, even if prudent, is not always easy. Uh, you know, we see a lot of resistance with females and, and with women about going for treatment. So this is where someone who genuinely cares about the afflicted person or the person with the illness really needs to arm themselves with information, education, referral sources, probably the most important thing if you're going to take action is to make sure that you're going to see someone who does this all day, every day in terms of treating eating disorders. You really want someone who has expertise to be doing the evaluation. And is there any difference in treatment for men with eating disorders? Do most, you know, you think of these eating disorder clinics, and when we talk about eating disorders, Dr. Weiner, for all these years, people always think of Karen Carpenter and anorexia and people who have died and after-school specials, but you never see those after-school specials with guys having this issue. Are the treatment centers now gearing towards men? Is there any difference in treatment? So... You know, I'm a psychiatrist by training. I'm also the founder and the CEO of Eating Recovery Center in Denver and four other states, including uh, Illinois and, and Chicago. So we have treated eating uh, males with eating disorders from the get-go. The, the model, the treatment itself, is not significantly different for men and women. They can be treated in a similar setting. Now, you have to make sure that there are at least a few men in the setting because otherwise, you, you know, they, they not only feel stigmatized, but they also feel as if they're, they're the lone ranger in, in a setting with all women. So here at Eating Recovery Center, we treat boys and girls. We treat men and women same setting and achieve similar results. Medications, behavioral counseling, psychotherapy, all of that stuff involved. Give us just a teeny rundown. We only have about a minute and a half, two minutes left. Just a little rundown on what treatment is like. So obviously you have to change the eating behavior. Otherwise, it's like treating an alcoholic who doesn't stop drinking. That's not treatment. So for someone with anorexia nervosa, it's about increasing their intake and weight restoration. For someone with bulimia nervosa, it'd be about interrupting purging behaviors and normalizing eating patterns. 
you then want to immerse them in a treatment model that looks at how the illness began, what sustains it, what needs to change for this to get better. Medications may well play a part because there are a lot of comorbid conditions, psychiatric conditions, that come along with eating disorders, anxiety, depression, obsessive-compulsive disorder, trauma, substance use and abuse. Uh, So it's very important that the treatment have a strong medical and psychiatric component as well as the therapy and nutritional pieces. In the last 30 seconds, please, Dr. Weiner, wrap up men and eating disorders, some things that people might just not have realized. So uh, men develop osteopenia and osteoporosis, so weak bones, just like women do. And I think it's a misconception that they don't experience the same kind of bone problems that women have as a long-term side effect of this illness. I would also tell you that anorexia nervosa is the most lethal psychiatric illness. So it has the highest death rate or mortality rate. So people should be taking it super seriously if their loved one develops the illness. Thank you so much. That's men and eating disorders. Keep an eye on our loved ones. That's what it's all about. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. Stay well. Stay well.